0: Hey, this is Mike Birbiglia, and you're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder, which is one of the better tape recorders. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder.
1: Coming up, Kostaki! Here's a fun fact for you. This one I just saw yesterday. Since the Browns returned to the league in 1999... Only two quarterbacks have won 10 games in Brown Stadium. Derek Anderson and...
0: We'll hear more from the biggest name in show business in just a few minutes. Always fun talking to Kostaki. He's one of those uh, guys and or gals. Uh, kind of, I, I would call that the big dozen, the big 12 of folks that we can always have on the show and never run out of stuff to talk about. We'll talk a little NFL, my lack of interest in the NFL, and, uh, what it's like for Kostaki to be, I guess he's, uh, no longer newlywed. He's three years into this thing. We'll see how that's working out. Uh, but first we kind of have a special edition of one of our favorite features. Oh, and we have a song of the week coming up from the Veronicas. Time for one of our most popular bits, but with a little twist this week. It's Facebook, not Factbook. So there's been a lot of talk about fake news sites. I don't know if you've seen this, and when I picture fake news or think about fake news, I'm thinking like The Daily Show or The Onion or our friends over at Ross Ranch, things like that. Apparently fake news is really a huge thing, and I'm surprised I not really notice this in the run-up to the election, but it's been around for a long time, and I, I finally realized after uh, hearing the story on NPR, uh, thinking, oh, yeah, it is like the Canadian press. And So here's the lowdown. If you want to go to NPR and get this, this is on All Tech Considered, their feature they have uh, on, I believe, the uh, afternoon program there, uh, All Things Considered. Anyway, just go to uh, – just Google NPR fake news, and it'll come right up. So anyway, this – um. They found this one fella who has all these uh, fake news sites, and uh, they go into the name like nationalreport.net. Oh, that sounds interesting. USAToday.com.co. Who's going to notice the CO on that? And then like WashingtonPost.com.co. Turns out he's a Democrat, but he found a way to make a lot of money fooling conservatives, which was very interesting. So they'll write these fake news stories, put them on these fake sites like the Denver Guardian or things like that, and they're co- made up completely, as they say, from whole cloth. And, uh, well, he explains uh, why why it works. It was just anybody with a blog can get on there and find a big, huge Facebook group of kind of rabid Trump supporters just waiting to eat up this red meat that they're about to get served. It caused an explosion in, in the number of sites. That's Justin Kohler. Uh, he runs a company called Disinfomedia, I believe. And uh, his whole job, yeah, Info media is the name of his company, and he plants fake news stories or creates fake news stories and, and makes money from them. And the way he makes money, of course, is the more clicks these stories get, the advertising kicks in, and, well, there you have it. So um, the uh, reporter that uh, did this story here for All Tech Considered uh, did a little transcription of the entire interview. It's uh, Laura Seidel, by the way, who did the uh, interview. And, uh, well, she points this out.
1: Kohler says they've tried to write fake news for liberals, but they never take the bait.
0: Now, uh, his whole answer appears in the transcript on the website here, and here's his whole quote. We've tried to do similar things to liberals. It just has never worked. It never takes off. You'll get debunked within the first two comments, and then the whole thing just kind of fizzles out. So, uh, And I like to think it's because we're smarter, and maybe we are. But like, I've noticed in the past, and I've said this before on Facebook, not Factbook, is these memes, which is what we usually do uh, around this bit, uh, my liberal friends do post them, they do post inaccurate ones, but they seem to bat about 750 to 800, where my conservative friends bat maybe 250 to 300. Uh, And maybe that's the Facebook algorithm, I don't know. This is not a scientific study by any means, but uh, it's just maybe Facebook wants to rile me up and purposely sends me the, the conservative ones that are wrong, and, you know, acquiesces and sends me the liberal ones that are mostly correct, so it's just really weird, and as I've always said, you think, with the internet right there, if you read something, you'd go, hmm, I wonder if that's really real, and I know the media is lazy, we've complained about that before, the, the mainstream, the lamestream media, if you will, is lazy, but I still will believe a story, you know, from Washington Post, or the LA Times, or NPR, because at least there's a chance it's been fact-checked, and particularly BBC, although the BBC has Google up occasionally in the past. But, you know, real news sources, at least there's a chance, a pretty good chance that something was fact-checked somewhere along the way versus, say, the Denver Guardian or the Canadian Free Press. Uh, All of this, of course, is just another reminder that it's Facebook, not Factbook. Kostaki Kahnemopoulos is a comedian originally from Atlanta, Georgia. If you listen to breakfast radio or sports talk radio around the country, you may have heard his Quick Snaps feature, or you may listen to his Quick Snaps podcast, or maybe seen him, you know, he's been all over the cable TV doing his stand-up. Here now is our interview with Kostaki. And I uh, hope this will sound better than my usual setup of sitting in the car with my portable tape recorder. Okay. Cool. All right. So cool. So, um, well, first of all, what have you been up to, man? Been a while since we talked to you.
1: It has been a while. Oh, just same old, same old. I'm traveling around, telling jokes, and uh, uh, doing the football stuff in the in the season. That keeps me very busy. It's crazy. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, boy, I, I've lost just about all interest in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so? Yeah. What, well,
1: uh, your team sucked this year.
0: Yes, it does. It does. Uh, They're gonna have a perfect season, but um. They
1: suck. Oh, that team.
0: Yeah, my fantasy team sucks, and so um, uh, yesterday I had to come into my day job and uh, proofread a couple of documents for our uh, graphic designer, and while I was doing that, I had the CFL playoffs in the background, Edmonton at Ottawa. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even joking.
1: The Grey Cups this week, right? Uh, yes, it is. That's such a Canadian name for a championship. I know, right? Lord Grey. <laughs> it's gray. like, it's but, like uh, we don't want to be too flashy. It's a Grey Cup, whatever. Yeah, it is.
0: I, I believe it's the oldest trophy uh still awarded in in sports that's been awarded consistently or something like that it goes back like the 1890s or something
1: have you ever heard of the olympics (laughs) um
0: no it predates the modern olympics (laughs) really yeah wow i believe it was it was given to rugby teams uh like anyone could compete for it. it's kind of like the fa cup over in england where it's you know any team can compete for it But, uh, and then by the 50s, it was awarded only to the champion of the Canadian Football League once they united the Eastern and
1: Western divisions. Yeah. Look at you with the fun facts. I know, right? Here's a fun fact for you. This one I just saw yesterday. Um, Since the Browns returned to the league in 1999, only two quarterbacks have won 10 games in Brown Stadium. Derek Anderson and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I was
0: going to say. Yeah, I had to... I'm surprised it's only Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> that's a painful I think stat. Andy Dalton's got to be close because he's been playing
1: for years. I would think Flacco has got to be pretty close on that as well. Flacco's probably close. Yeah, closer than I don't know. That'd be a fun thing to look up. That would be. Yeah. Andy Dalton hasn't been around nearly as long as Ben, though. Oh, that's um, true. That's true. Yeah. I guess it's a matter of time spent. <laughs> oh my God, it's been horrific. Uh, the Browns you're... were officially eliminated from the playoffs this week. They're as welcome in the postseason as Mike Pence is at
0: Hamilton. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, it's just it's just been painful. Yeah, I don't. I'm like George Carlin though. I was telling people this. You know, he used to say that uh, you know he was a big Giants fan and a big Mets fan, but when they weren't winning, you wouldn't follow him And he goes, "Well, you know what? If they're not putting in the effort, why should I?" And he's exactly right. <laughs>
1: because it's a funny way to look at it, <laughs> it
0: is. Well, my other teams, the Indi- the Indians did real well. That kept me occupied you know, through the end of October. Oh, yeah, that's good news. And then the Cavs, and then the St. Louis Blues. And the the Blues went deep into the playoffs last year. The Cavs won it all. So, yeah, there's really no room for the Browns in my life right now, which
1: is <laughs> crazy. I don't blame you. Well, you know, side note, you reminded me of this. I, I hang out every once in a while with uh, Carlin's daughter, Kelly. Oh, wow. And she said that he... Uh, he was a Raiders fan for a while, and he would get these really good tickets. But he hated the people that he was sitting with, so he would sneak down and hang with the hardcore fans, like down in the end zone and oh, smoke. watch the game with them.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, it's. Um, I was telling another uh, a friend on Facebook, a uh, uh, guy I knew from college and uh, high school uh he he was posted about the game yesterday he said i don't even know how it, it was a post from during the game he said i don't even know why i'm watching this it's terrible and i wrote under it the thing that I, that i of course watched the cfl playoffs instead and i put and i didn't get the score of the game until in the afternoon when they were updating him on espn radio zero interest and you have really effed up your franchise cleveland browns if you've lost me who's been in this since 1976 Wow. And would always have to know the score, would always try to sneak a radio at least somewhere to hear the game or get an update on the score.
1: Zero interest. Didn't care. Still don't. (laughs) You know, if they started 11 traffic cones every game instead of players, they would have the same record. They would.
0: (laughs) It's insane. Your Falcons were doing okay for me in my fantasy team, but I kept starting Matt Ryan the wrong weeks. The weeks I started him, he did okay, and the weeks I didn't start him, he did awesome. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Welcome to the yeah. I do the same thing with Jarvis Landry and a couple other guys. It drives me bananas. I hear you, brother. Yep. (laughs) So, how is your fantasy team doing? I actually am in three leagues, and two of them I'm pretty much a lock for the playoffs. The other one could go either way. We'll see. We'll see. So it's been fun, and I'm in a couple pick'em leagues, and I've this is my first year I've ever done a confidence point league. Do you ever do that? No. What's that? It's a cool concept. Is Instead of picking against the spreads, which is basically a coin flip, right? you pick the, the slate of NFL games and you put a number next to each one between 1 and 16, depending on how many games there are. Right. You apply your confidence level that you're getting that pick right.
0: Oh, I've heard of this.
1: Yeah, it's actually cool. I've never done it before. I recommend it. It's a, it's a fun uh, twist on the whole deal. I almost joined one of those Survivor Leagues, and it
0: was just going to pick against the Browns every week, and I should have done it. I would be so deep into that. I'm, I'm serious. I'm
1: absolutely serious. Well, there are different versions of them. In some cases, you got a. What's the rule? You, you can only pick one winner uh, per season. So I guess you could pick the Browns most weeks against the Browns, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, but I guess that when they played the other division teams, you wouldn't be allowed to pick them again. I guess. So. Yeah, you'd have to go pick huh. against
1: the Bears that week or whatever. Okay. Huh. Still, I think I'd be yeah. You'd be in good shape if you went with that theory so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, the, the last team, only four teams have gone winless since 1944, and only one has gone 0-16. That was the,
1: what, the 08 or 09 Lions. That's right. Yeah. So. That's right. I was doing a bunch of jokes about the Lions those those couple years. And is one of those the the uh, creamsicle buccaneers from way back, 0-14? I believe so, yes. That was, that's the, that was the famous, was it John McKay? They asked him... Yeah. How he felt about his team's execution? <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I love that answer.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a bad team. I think the Bears in the '40s were one of them, and I can't remember what the who the third one was. The Chargers almost did it, like in 06, but they went one and fifteen. They won like their second to the last game or something. They'll win one, won't they? The Browns oh, they, they, They've got a slate of very losable games ahead. I'm very confident they can lose all of these games, even to the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, I well, so. they're a gift from the comedy gods for me this year. I'm going to look the, look it up here. Um, yeah, I can imagine. That, that Those are those are memes that write themselves, I reckon. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, I can't find their, their schedule. But I looked at all the games, and they're, they've got the Bengals again, the Steelers again, and the Ravens again. So those are all losses. Uh, I, I mean, I can't imagine anybody in the league they could even beat right now. Who's, wow. got a, who's got a worse record? Let's see. The Jets three and seven. No, didn't beat them. Jaguars. You know the, the Jaguars. Jaguars? Are, they're two and eight, but they're they're not a. That's not reflective of the. They're not as bad as two and eight. The Bears
1: maybe. The Niners. The Jaguars are as bad as two and eight. I watched that entire. Oh really? Jaguars Titans game on Thursday with the color rush. Oh my God! I want those three hours back. <laughs> the Jaguars were. They were literally like. Bortles was literally hitting his receivers like in the ankles, like or in the back. It was it was really ugly.
0: Well, again, I haven't watched much football this year, so I don't I don't know. It's just been very hard. I would say
1: Bears and Jags are maybe the two teams that are at least mm-hmm. be in the conversation for worse than the Browns.
0: Well, the Browns have scored more points than the Bears, shockingly, one hundred and eighty four to one hundred and fifty seven. That surprises me. But the Browns yeah. have allowed three hundred and twenty five, by far the most in the league.
1: Wow. Yes, that's true. Fun stats. Yeah. I love the Bengals just lost their two two of their best players, Giovanni Bernard. Yes. Yeah, uh, I heard that. that was big and news. Green's on... be out for maybe a month or so. Yeah, yeah, that was
0: big news on Breakfast TV down
1: here. Um, well, let's see, maybe they can Maybe that'll be their win. That'd be fun. Beat so, the other Ohio team.
0: So this time of year, when you're doing stand-up, I, I know I've asked this before, and I, I can never remember the answer. Is it a lot of like football stuff, sports stuff, or is it you can find that more for Bob and Tom and the memes and, and the other stuff?
1: Yeah, well, if uh, we could look at Saturday night's show as sort of a measure of what it's like. I did about 70, 75 minutes. I'd say about 10 of those were football. Almost all the show is about me and my crazy life and my kid and my wife. You know, it's funny stories and things that bug me. I'm trying to be more and more personal. So the football stuff, it's kind of fun for me because I get to just write jokes about, you know, how the kickers suck and, you know, whatever crazy thing happened that week. Uh, and it's more observational joke writing, which is what I used to do in the old days. And now I'm trying to be more personal. So the football joke writing is kind of a fun respite for me. You know,
0: is it a uh, like if you're in a town that's more football crazy? Do you do a little more of it, at the, or do you, is it just
1: you know NFL fans yeah, or NFL probably. fans? Yeah, okay. like. if I'm in, Packers territory because then not only do they are they completely football crazy, but they also know me for doing football jokes. Oh, there you go. On the radio there a lot. So in some places I'll go, like in Minneapolis, uh, I'm known more for being a stand-up than I am for being the football joke guy. So in that situation, I'll probably do fewer football jokes. So yeah, it's more of a situational, you know, show to show kind of thing.
0: Does Bob and Tom help that? Because I know Minnesota isn't really a Bob and Tom market. The nearest Bob and Tom station is like southeast of there there. in Rochester. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Bob and Tom are on, I think, Rochester and uh, I want to say Duluth maybe. Yeah, so not really people in Minneapolis proper probably aren't. uh, But I am on with, um, oh my God, how did my head stop working right there? Uh, I call Tom Bernard every week with his podcast. okay. Yeah, so I'll get some sort of football people from that universe.
0: And uh, so what did you make of the election? I know you were used to be a little more political in the past before the football thing really took root.
1: Yeah, I used to be. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny. I talked to one of my football guys in Texas, and he goes, what's it like in New York right now after the election? What's the vibe? I was like, well, it's like a funeral. <laughs> and I was kidding, <laughs> but it really wasn't that different. <laughs> it really was. Like, really. I mean, this is... You know, maybe here in San Francisco, probably the two bluest sort of collections of people on, in America, so there is sort of one mind as you wander through the city here. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It's not the first president in my adult life that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a, it's a little, little uneasy, you know? I'm uneasy too, but I, I was telling my kid. My kid was really disappointed. She had a Hillary shirt, and she was all about it, so... I was telling her when I was a kid, I used to go play these uh, chess tournaments, and I got too sort of uh, invested in the outcomes, and so I would get anxious before I played. So instead of doing of like trying to care so much about whether or not I won or lost the game, I would sort of talk myself through, and I would go, "Look, if I lose this game, I still get to go to have a sandwich with my buddies and run around the hotel, and we're going to still going to have a great weekend." So. I sort of, like, my day-to-day moments I, re- I recognize were the same, whether we won or lost, and I was sort of telling her that story, and I think I'm approaching this the same way. Like, my team lost on this one, but my day-to-day existence is going to be pretty much the same. So, you know, yeah. I'm worried about the Supreme Court. I'm worried right. about our, of our perspective, you know, the way we're seeing overseas. and
0: Yeah, yeah. That's I'm what worried the- about a
1: handful of sort of domestic rights issues at home. Well, but I think in terms of the day-to-day stuff... It's not going to be that different, you know? Yeah.
0: My uh, the, my boss at my day job made an interesting observation, and I've heard other people say this, that he's not really interested in running the country. He's going to have other people do it. And I don't know if that gives me more comfort or less comfort. Like, well,
1: he's pretty terrible at picking people.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I I, I don't know. And I told my wife, you know, all the crazy crap they've been planning for years, uh, they've got all teed up and ready to go here.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, it's uh, No, believe me, it's definitely not good news in my opinion, but uh, this is where we are, so –
0: so uh, on, on the domestic front, then uh, I guess you're not really a newlywed anymore. It's we're, we're past what two years is considered a newlywed, or are we? Just, yeah, yeah, right. You know?
1: I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm like a month away from three years now. Oh wow, cool. I'm uh, like, I'm a, I'm a grown up.
0: <laughs> you, you made it. <laughs> so uh, any surprises? Anything that? Uh, I mean, you've been in relationships before, so it's not like you know. Oh sure. But um. But anything surprising about actually being married and uh, and being this far into it?
1: Oh, I don't know. Surprises? No, not really. I, I love it. It's great. She's so great with the kid, and we have a great time running around together. We're just we're just looking at uh, pictures to pick for the Christmas card. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's been fun. She called me the other day when I was on the road, and she said, um, "Ah, the place is a mess, and I'm bored." I'm like, "Honey, I got a solution for you. That's win-win." <laughs> 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 That's you the go. kind of thing you can only say on the phone. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'm uh, I'm twenty, just twenty, past twenty four years in. So,
1: give me some advice. What your your Christmas future for me? What do I do? Uh, I don't
0: know. It's actually uh, it's actually. Well, there, I gotta be honest. There were some rough spots there, but uh, it's actually uh, better than it's ever been because uh, you know we always get upset when people post these things on, especially young people. When they're like, oh, I'm going to marry my best friend. It's like, that's not your best friend. But I told her, I told her one time, I said, we've known each other our entire adult life. Uh, I met her three days before my 19th birthday, and she had just turned 18. And uh, so we've known her that whole time. I'm like, you really are my best friend. I mean, so <laughs> there's no way around it, you know. <laughs> but I think after, after 24 years, you can say that.
1: Yeah, I think you have to build up to that, but um, but yeah, um, I, I think she's my best friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, One day okay. I said to her, I said I, we were drinking and laughing and goofing around. I said, "How cool is it that I get to sleep with my best friend?" <laughs> like, there's a, there's a good idea and there's somewhere, but we both immediately thought of Bill. You know, that's not the
0: that's yeah. not the
1: I was trying to paint
0: in my uh, when I used to do uh, open mics. I had a. Uh, a thing, a bit to do. Terrible about. Um, we started off. as We were friends first, and then we were friends with benefits. But then, when I got married, somehow there was something happened, and I lost my benefits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some kind of restructuring. I like and, that. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: but, uh, it's yeah. it's modern America. My benefits went away. What exa- yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, they got uh, got outsourced. <laughs> I hope they didn't get outsourced. Uh, <laughs> write your act now i should yeah yeah i should try it again because i haven't haven't done it in ages it's like something i'm capable of doing but i think i'm better suited for writing stuff for my for the dumb podcast um (laughs) yeah so uh do it tell me about you man what's going on uh same old same old i haven't done the football podcast in a while because i had to choose between the two and uh but people have been like uh, on facebook that that, the no huddle still gets a couple of hits a week people looking at the facebook page which i think is weird uh, I mean, it was easy to do, but I just don't have the time, especially now at you know, with my day job consuming a lot of my life. I barely have time to get this thing out uh, once yeah, a week. But right. still, still talking to comedians, uh, still writing for City Pages in Minneapolis, City Beat in Cincinnati, and uh, that's great. The oldest is in college. Uh, the, the folks in the podcast know her as fangirl uh, and producer Lizzie uh, is known for her YouTube channel. She's uh, in seventh grade, so we're chugging along. Nice. Yeah, and uh,
1: nice.
0: yeah, and it's, I was talking to Ian Bag the other day. He's another guy that we whenever we, we try to arrange to see one of you guys, something comes up like we're out of town or something. Because I know my wife would love seeing you.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I think I'm you, such a huge Ian Bag fan. I, I, I just went to see him recently in a oh, situation cool. where I wasn't telling jokes at all. I just sought him out and went. I actually dragged some friends to go see him. Yeah, just yeah. By, since I was in Richmond uh, visiting my wife's friends, and we had kind of a long weekend, we we're just hanging out and catching up. And they asked me about comedy and whatever, and I said, "Pull up the club and see if anybody good is here this week." And oh, there you go. We looked at the website, and it was Ian Bag, and I made them all come. Ian, there you the go. The Sin, and it was great. What yeah. a great show! Love he, that guy.
0: He is a comedian's comedian. He really um, is great. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I think, um, uh, hmm, I, yeah, I gotta get. Uh, do you have any like uh, any any of your specials on Netflix?
1: I don't. I would love that. That's actually one of my uh, one of my goals here coming up.
0: Okay, well, I'll have to show yeah. my wife some of your stuff somewhere. I'm sure somewhere around on the internet there's stuff I can show. Her well, I've we got can... a
1: YouTube channel. There's like 50 oh, okay. clips of me. The stuff that I've posted. There's oh, cool. Naked stuff in there and short bursts. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think she would really uh, dig that. Because she said the other day she she we were looking for something to do um, this weekend and she said we should go see a comedian and I go well there's. Uh, so this local guy back from Chicago, Mike Cronin, he's really funny, and I can't remember who's at the other place. But we like Go Bananas a lot better than the other place, than the, oh, the chain club in town. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah you, when's the last time you were in Cincinnati? I can't remember. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. You know, it's funny. I just talked to the booker of Go Bananas last week. We're going to try to uh, get something. Oh, yay. Next. Oh, perfect. Right. Well, there so you have it. So maybe I'll come see you in the spring or summer or something. Awesome.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, i will be I'll, great, uh, man. I'll uh, remind uh, – because occasionally the people I interview from Minneapolis, I'll uh, put a bug in the, in the booker's ear. We'll keep his name under wraps, although I think a lot of people, people in the know can probably figure <laughs> out who it is. But, um, yeah, I, I usually send them a message and say, hey, so-and-so wants to – like I did it did with Tim Harmson. I say, hey, Tim, Tim Harmson wants to uh, perform. And I always give him the email. I'm just passing it along. That's not, right, uh, yeah, right.
1: So, uh, hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, Minneapolis, I'm going to be doing my new album there, uh, December 6th through 10th at Acme. Okay, cool.
0: Oh, then we'll let people know that
1: yeah, all let right. them know the record dates are the Thursday through Saturday, so that's, like uh, okay, all guess right. that would be the eighth through the tenth.
0: so you're still working on jokes and stuff.
1: yeah, it's funny you asked that yeah, I was I spent the weekend kind of work you know just smoothing out the rough edges you know, I think all the pieces are in place. I'm just trying to make sure I got uh, all my ducks in a row and I'm giving it an A plus you know
0: cool well, sounds exciting,
1: yeah, it's kind of fun.
0: Awesome. Well, cool, man. Got a lot of good stuff uh, for the article and uh, for the podcast and such. So um, I'm going to try and export this, and hopefully this this system worked. And uh, if it does, I'll be able to use it for the day job as well when I interview uh, big businesses and stuff. But um, it's good talking to you. Good luck to your Falcons. The rest thanks of the way so in.
1: much, man. It's good talking to you. Let's. Uh, uh, should I root for a perfect season for your team? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Make a little history.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally, get it. Finally, light a fire under a Billy owner. Maybe I'll sell the team to somebody competent.
1: <laughs> all right, man. All right,
0: man. Well, thanks a million. Not to me. It means no a lot no problem. No, no problem at all. Good. Always good talking to you. Good talking. Good talking to you, man. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. again to Kostaki for being on the show. You can catch Kostaki in Lafayette, Indiana December 2nd at the Lafayette Theater. Then he's in Terre Haute, Indiana December 3rd at the Indiana Theater. Then he goes up to Minnesota to the famous Acme Comedy Club December 6th through the 10th. And after the new year, he is in Lexington, Kentucky at Comedy Off-Broadway. And that's supposed to be a really great club by the way. And we should go down there and check it out sometime because it's only about an hour away from us. And then after the new year into 2017 he's got some more dates already scheduled. For more information, just go to Kostaki.com and that is C-O-S- T-A-K-I dot com. I'm going to skip the credits for this week if you're interested in who puts the show together. It's mostly me. Uh, I do have some help, though, with the logo and with the music and stuff like that. So you can uh, go back to one of the old episodes, which I recommend. Go ahead and cherry-pick, like our friend Jackie Cation says on her podcast. Cherry-pick the archives, and uh, there's all kinds of fun stuff back there. All right, so we're up to the song of the week. It's by the Veronicas, and I'm surprised I never really heard the Veronicas. I've heard of the Veronicas. But um, And once you hear the song, by the way, you'll probably agree. And if you've listened to the show before and know me at all, then you'll realize, yeah, this is straight in PF's basket. How did he not come across it before? But they came to my attention this week, as maybe many of you saw on Facebook. They were up for an award in Australia for their single, In My Blood. And I guess for the video, In My Blood, and for this performance on live television in Australia... Uh, they wear bikini bottoms, but then they, from the waist up, they have uh, glittery body paint on, and that's it. This made them one of my new favorite bands. No, it didn't. But I was interested to go, enough to go listen to the song, so I guess it worked. And uh, I do like the tunes. I like the last two singles. Uh, this previous single is In My Blood. That's what they were up for the award for their very new single is On Your Side. That's going to be our song of the week. So I like that one just a little bit better. So uh, do check out The Veronicas, not just looking at The Veronicas, but listen to The Veronicas because they're quite good. And uh, this is our, our song of the week on PF's tape recorder. It is The Veronicas off of Australia. The song is On Your Side. PF's tape recorder, so long and thanks for listening. If we knew then what we do now We'd hold our hands and take a bow Together we would stand our ground and fight I remember the night we got drunk, I got sick on the subway With your hands on my face, said it don't matter, babe Cause I'm always on your side Life isn't pretty, we will get a little wrecked sometimes If God isn't listening, people think you're out of your mind